I feel an expectancy in the house. I really do feel that some things were broken last week. I really do feel the result of what God did in this house last week. I really do feel some strongholds were broken last week. And we are feeling the result of what happened last week. We're feeling what God did. We're feeling not only what He did in this house, but what He did in your house, what He did in your life. We are experiencing, you're experiencing the presence of God. What a sweet, sweet presence of Almighty God is in this house. Thank you, worship team, for bringing us into the presence and the atmosphere of Almighty God. Thank you, congregation, for responding. Because if all they were doing were up here playing and singing good, then it would be really hard to get into the atmosphere. But when we respond together, there's something about it that when we respond together, we create an atmosphere that all of heaven says, Oh, I want to be right where they are. I want to be right where they are. I I want to settle right where they are. I want to manifest my presence right where they are. My God, what what a wonderful, wonderful presence of God is in this house. I echo the words of Pastor Trammell. We are thankful for all of our guests that are in the house. We are glad that you have joined us this morning. We just hope that when you walk out of here you have everything you have need of and more because that is the kind of God that I serve that is the kind of God that is in the house that has more than enough to supply all of your needs according to his riches that are in glory he, he, he can't we can't even measure what he has in store for us this morning so when we walk out of here We can have everything that we have need of and more. And I plan on having everything I have need of and more. And there's nothing that the devil can do to stop us. Because we have freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. And he is in this house this morning. Would you one more time give the Lord a hand clap of praise and thanksgiving? We magnify those of you that were not here a couple weeks ago we presented a building fund campaign and then the next week we signed commitment cards next week is our first offering we have already gotten in and this just excites me we have already gotten in offerings that have fulfilled their commitment already We haven't even had our first offering yet, and people are so excited about where we're going that they have already, they've already said, you know what, I don't want to wait any longer. I'm just going to fulfill what God has laid on my heart. But if you were not here, and you would like to be a part of what God is doing at Bethel, we do have some of these cards, and you can still fill these out. And next week, we are going to take up our first offering. Uh, I talked to Pastor Trammell, and he said it's a little bit easier if we are able to separate building fund from regular offering, we do have some building fund envelopes 
so we can actually have those out next week and we will separate those out and it just makes it easier because the building fund is going in one account and the regular fund offering is going into another that way we know where everything's going we keep everything i hate to say it this way but legal you know and we want to make sure that everything is is going and we want to make sure that we know where it's going and i'm just excited about what god is doing at bethel and so we have some more of these So if you would like to be a part of what Bethel is doing, we have brand new pins that you can fill these out. And I tried them. They all work. So you can fill them out with a brand new ink pen. And you can see me after church if you would like to fill one of those out, if you would like to be a part of that. Now, I've gotten all of that out of the way. If you have your Bibles, if not, you can look at the screen. Welcome to Bethel. God is doing amazing things. God is moving. God is operating. I feel him so strong this morning. I'll be reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, and then skipping down to verses 11 and 12. And for those of you that follow Brother Bernard online, I will be reading the King James Version because he posted this week about what version of the Bible to read. I didn't even listen to it. I just went straight to the comments because I wanted to go to the fun part. And it was just one after the other. And it was just like King James is the only version. And, just, and then you had those people that, you know, they were like, oh, this version or that version. And I would, it's just, I didn't say anything. I just laughed, you know. <laughs> Old school. It, it was just it was just fun. So this morning I'm making everyone happy and I'm just going with the King James Version. So everyone can smile and no one's what Brother Pennington, I've already got him waving his hands. He's excited already. He's with me this morning. Acts chapter two. And we're even reading from the book of Acts in the King James. My Lord, we are gonna have a time this morning. Acts chapter two, verse number one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound, everyone say a sound, from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's almost like you guys have heard this before. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised, everyone say noised, abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans, and we, and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Skipping down to verse number 11. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth? This. Brother Justin, if you could click back up on verse number six. Now, when this was noised abroad, 
the multitude came together and were confounded because that the, every man heard them speak in his own language. For the next few minutes, or however long it takes, I promise to have us out of here before dinner. And depends on where you're from. If you're from Louisiana, dinner is lunch up here. Supper. So it just depends on where you're from. You may be ready for lunch or you may be ready for dinner. But I promise to have us out of here before work tomorrow. Uh, Sister Hannah, or before your paper's due tomorrow. For the next few moments, I will not go that long because as... Those of you that were here last week, you realize I get winded a little quickly, and so I am not in that good of shape. So we will have to get this all out as quickly as possible. I am going to title this message, Bring the Noise. Bring the Noise. Would you continue to clap your hands to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Would you make a little bit of noise in this house? For the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the God of all creation, there is nobody like Jesus. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Savior. Look at your neighbor and as you're being seated, point at him and say, bring the noise. Now look at the neighbor that you didn't point at so that no one is left out and say, you too. And you may be seated if you didn't sit down already. A whole lot of noise in this house this morning. I'm going to. Last week I got all excited because I gave a definition from Miriam Webster and just in the definition itself, there was something in the definition that just got me excited and almost preached my entire point. And so today I was like, how can I not go back to the source of excitement? And so I said, what does Mr. Webster have to say about noise? And you know what his number one definition of noise is? Sound. I was so disappointed. I was, I was completely let down. Sound. Like, it was in all capitals. Like, I didn't know that noise was sound. He, he went on. He tried to, you know, kind of redeem himself. And, and he said, especially one that lacks an agreeable quality or is notice, noticeably unpleasant or even loud. Mr. Webster, I applaud you for the valiant effort, but you can't blow our mind with every single definition, I guess. I mean, really, sound so I went and I began to dig, and I found a deeper place for my research. I went to Wikipedia. Yes, Wikipedia. A few weeks ago on a Wednesday night, I made mention that I went to Wikipedia, and I got so much response on a Wednesday night that I was like, how can I not go back to that well of Wikipedia that I had to use it on a Sunday morning, and I got even more response on Wednesday night than I got just then when I said I had to go to the well of Wikipedia. But I went, and I, I looked up what sound was, and now, if you, don't if you do completely understand what I'm about to read to you, if you are a sound engineer, please do not come to me after church and try to explain this, because 
I will look at you the way that I was looking at my computer screen as I was reading this, completely blank, because I am not a sound engineer. I'm going to do my best to even get through what I am about to read you without falling asleep and drooling. But I am going to read to you what their definition of noise is. Noise figure and noise factor are measures of degradation of the signal-to-noise ratio. Are you with me? Caused by components in a signal chain. Exactly. But the trammel is already there. It is a number by which the performance of an amplifier or a radio receiver can be specified with lower values indicating better performance. Is anybody ready to shout yet? Yeah, me neither. The noise factor is defined as the ratio of the output noise power of a device to the portion thereof attributable to thermal noise in the input termination at the standard noise temperature. And then they actually gave the temperature. 120 Kelvin, I believe it was. And I was like, what? The noise factor is thus the ratio of actual output noise to that which would remain if the device itself did not introduce noise or the ratio of input to output. I was as lost as I am right now. The noise figure is simply the noise factor expressed in decibels. In other words, it means how loud it is. Noise is just how loud it is. And when I read this, I had a whole lot more appreciation for Mr. Webster's definition of noise. And I said, you know what? I like sound a whole lot better after reading that definition. But as I, as I begin to read, I read on a little bit longer and, and I got to another line. And, and as I was reading it, and I admit that I am not a, a sound engineer, but when I got to this line, it was reading through, it was worth reading through all of that unwanted and unpleasant information that, that I got to this line. That noise is unwanted sound considered unpleasant, loud, or even disruptive to hearing. That definition I can understand. Towns, even the city of Arnold, they have ordinances and laws against noise. I have proof of this because I looked it up. This is from the city of Arnold's website. We are going to learn so much this morning. The creating of any unreasonable, loud, and disturbing noise within the city is hereby prohibited. Noise of such character, intensity, or duration as to threaten actual or imminent interference with peace or good order or to be detrimental to the life or health of any individual or disturbance of the public peace and welfare is prohibited. They do not want you to make noise in Arnold. Don't get too loud. To that car that passed me this morning as I was trying to come in, your muffler would have been considered too loud. (laughs) Okay, let me put it this way. He should have came to your shop because I don't think there was a muffler on there. So that muffler that wasn't on there, it was just way too loud. Especially when he gunned it and it didn't. And he didn't go anywhere. It was one of those, whoa, and then it was still sitting there as he was trying to go. We used to drive as we were coming to church on Sunday morning and Wednesday nights. There was this sign that we would pass in in Herculaneum, and, and it was sitting on the side of the road, and it simply said, noise ordinance strictly enforced. And there were multiple signs along the way. They want you to know that they are not about to let you 
make too much noise. Because nobody likes noise. No one likes to have anyone that is too loud around them. Have you ever been eating in a restaurant and you have that one table that is just so loud that you can't even eat? Have you ever been the person at that table? Have you ever been the only quiet one at that table and you just sit there and you're just eating as fast as you can so that you can leave? Yes, yes, that was me. So why am I preaching and why is my title this morning to bring the noise? Be patient, I'll get there. Because it was the following line that all of that other technical speech from the Wikipedia article, it was this line that really got me excited. From a physics standpoint, noise is indistinguishable from desired sound as both are vibrations through a medium such as air or water. The difference arises when the brain receives and perceives a sound. And then it hit me that to one person it's a sound, but to another it's noise. What was a sound to one? Because they could perceive what was going on was noise to another one. As I was sitting typing this this morning, I jumped up out of the chair and scared the dog to death. He come running downstairs barking at me. And I stood there and I was excited standing in the kitchen. And I thought to myself, this must be how my grandmother felt. As I was talking on the phone to her and she hung up and said, I can't, I can't talk to you right now because I'm having church. I'm watching TBN. And she hung up on me. I was having church all by myself, just me and Oliver. And I thought to myself, what was noise to one person? Because they could not perceive what was going on was a sound to someone else. And then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. There is something in this house this morning that because we have already experienced it, to us it is a sound. To us it has filled us. To us it is moving. To us it is alive. To us it is a sound. To us, it is healing. To us, it is power. To us, we perceive it. It is a sound. And as I was up, I'm telling you, my hands were in the air. I was doing a little juke, a little dance. I was all excited because then I read down in verse 6. Now when this was noised abroad, and I got so excited because I realized what was sound in the upper room. Somewhere between those few verses became a noise to everyone else outside. And it drew them to all that were around. You want to know what's going to draw somebody to this house? It's when we get a sound that starts flowing out of the house. It starts flowing from the windows, from the doors. It starts flowing out of the house. It gets a sound and it becomes a noise. So I say, come on, honey, bring the noise. I'm not worried about an ordinance. I'm ready to hear a sound from heaven.
at some point between verse 2 and verse 6 the sound from the upper room spilled out and it became a noise a noise that overtook the noise of a celebration of Pentecost a noise that overtook everybody that was around it overtook everything that was going on to the place that they all had to stop and look You want to know what's going to happen whenever we really begin to operate and act like the church. There's going to be a sound that's going to come from this house. That's going to come from your house. That's going to come from your car. That's going to come when you're walking down an aisle in the middle of a store. And it's going to shut out all the noise. It's going to shut out everything that this world wants to show. And we're going to say, what is this? And you're going to say, it's a sound. Every man, devout men from every nation. Every nation. Let me tell you what I have seen in the Holy Ghost. What I have experienced multiple times in the Holy Ghost. We are not. We are not seeing what God has planned or intended for us. We are going to see men from every nation. We are not satisfied with just our color. We are going to reach every color, every nation. Why? Because everybody deserves the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Everybody needs to hear a sound. Everybody needs to feel the freedom. I don't care what color. I don't care what race. I don't care where you've been or where you come from. You deserve to hear a sound. They were all there. They were all there. Yes, whosoever will. They were all there. And the sound stopped them and said, we hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. What meaneth this? It does not matter how loud the noise is out there. When there is a sound from heaven, it will overshadow everything that this world, everything that every false religion, everything that every spirit from hell is trying to boast, it will overshadow it. Why? Because someone is hungry. Because someone is looking for something real. Because someone says, I want to hear the noise. Because there's something more to this noise. This noise has power. They may not be able to completely perceive, but they will understand that this sound, this noise is different than the noise. This world is full of noise, but I, I hear a sound. I hear a sound. I hear a sound that's going to reunite families. I hear a sound that's going to flood the city and the surrounding areas with revival. I hear a sound that's going to bring healthy, healing relationships back into this house. I hear a sound that's going to heal cancer. I hear a sound that's going to deliver addictions. I hear a sound that's going to set you free. I hear a sound. I hear a sound that's going to operate and move. I hear a sound.
Last night we surprised my father-in-law to celebrate his birthday tomorrow. 46. I was talking to, after that comment especially, what I can only assume is your second favorite son-in-law. I was, I was sitting there and I was talking to Rob. Rob had already called and invited us and said, you need to come eat cake after we eat dinner. Kim said, but he's got to get the rest of his message together. And he just got really honest. Why did he wait so long? God bless him, please. We got inside. Standing around talking. I just went over and sat down because I didn't feel like standing anymore. We were the loud group. When they called us to sit down, the entire lobby just went this quiet. Yeah, that quiet. Rob comes over and he says, so are you coming? And I've already messaged him let him know that he's a part of this message this morning. He was excited. I didn't tell him the part that he was second favorite. And he, he said, are you coming over? And I tried to, <laughs> and I said, well, you know, and he goes, we're having cake. And I said, I know, you've already said that, but we're having cake. He said, I know. And he said, well, what are you preaching about? I said, well, I've got the thought. He goes, have you even listened and looked at the news? And I said, yeah. He goes, let me just run a few things down for you. Critical race theory. Racism and white supremacy. Fear. Election fraud. How it's going to affect the church and the body. He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. As I'm sitting there, I didn't want to tell him, you're not wrong. In fact, you're preaching part of my message, Rob. I just looked serious and I said, I've, I've got a thought, Rob. I'm working on it. I've just got to get it worked out. My head, you know, it's, it's jumbled. I've just got to get it all down. And he looks at me and he said, but we're having cake. <laughs> we eat. He comes over and he says, we're having cake. <laughs> Are you coming? You can, Ten minutes. Ten minutes turned into an hour. We came home. This morning I messaged him. I said, your notes made it into my sermon. And if you would have led with we were having chocolate cake with chocolate icing with shaved chocolate pieces, you wouldn't have had to tell me all those other things. I would have just said right, right away, yes, we will be there. In fact, we could have skipped the fish. But he's right. There's so much noise in this world. You do not have to look very far to hear the noise. This world is full of noise. In fact, I, I preached, uh, it's been about a year ago, about quieting the noise. may have been a, a little bit longer, I don't know, but I, I remember because quieting the noise. We've got, we've got to quiet that noise that's out there. It's so loud. It's everywhere that you go. It's on your phone turn on the radio in your car 
It's, it's everywhere. I forgot this part. When I told him that I had to get it all together, he looked at me and he goes, but you get an extra hour. <laughs> Rob. See, I have to say all of this because Rob is younger than I am. He has all of his hair. Rob ate half of the restaurant last night covered in gravy. I watched him eat like four pieces of chicken after he found out that there was gravy for the chicken. Rob weighs like a 105 pounds. I have no idea where he put it. But I was so jealous of what Rob was doing. I was like, man, I want that talent. I would be bold if I could have that talent and still be as skinny as he is. I would be okay with that. I, there was something about I was just like, oh. But as he was telling me, I was thinking of all the noise. We're around, and there's, even in that restaurant, you hear people talking. We go out to eat after church today, you're going to hear people talking. There's just noise and noise and noise and noise. Politics, it's noise. It's noise. Your neighbors, it's noise. Everywhere that you look, it's full of noise. It lacks an agreeable quality. Have you noticed how many people are in dispute? You can't even have a conversation in the church almost anymore. That's why I made the joke about the King James Version. Because we can't even talk about that without someone getting angry. And just so you know, my dad told me that too. King James was good enough for me. It's good enough for everybody. Have you? You might have said something along those lines to me before. It's filled with noise. We're so disagreeable. It's noticeably unpleasant. People are just, there's no one that's pleasant around us. People are bitter and angry. There's nothing in this world that's that's pleasant. Everywhere that we turn, it's full of noise. But in the midst of all of that, I hear a sound of abundance of rain. In the middle of all the noise, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I said all of that to let somebody know that the world wants to get loud but heaven is responding in kind heaven is saying I've got the former and I've got the latter and I'm going to bring them together and it's going to be seven times greater I've got a revival like you've never seen are you ready for a sound are you ready for a sound in your family are you ready for a sound in your home are you ready for a sound in Arnold. Are you ready for a sound in Jefferson County? I'm ready for a sound. I need a sound. God, bring the noise. Come on, somebody, clap your hands and say, I need a sound. It's not going to sound like everything else that's going on. It's going to be a new sound. It's going to come from heaven itself. And it's going to silence the critics. It's going to silence all of hell. And all of hell is going to say, I'm going to give you a ticket. I'm going to write an ordinance. But God is going to say, I'm the judge. I've got all power in heaven and on earth. I've already dismissed the case. I am bringing the noise.
Can I tell you what it's not going to be? It's not going to be some washed down, feel good version of the gospel. That's everywhere else. I was shouting at this part in my living room too. I don't have to be ashamed because I've heard the sound. I don't have to worry because I've heard the sound. I have already tasted and seen that it is good. There is nothing that compares to my God. I don't have to get all. I don't have to worry about hyping him up. I don't have to worry about making him sound better than he is because there's none beside him. There's nobody like him. You want to know what I've got to offer? I've got to offer the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I've got to offer the one that has all power in heaven and in earth. I've got the one. I've got Jesus Christ himself. This world is filled with noise. I'm not trying to say anything about anybody else, but we have been singing songs from churches that are filled with noise. I love them. I have them in my playlist too, but I am so hungry for somebody that will get a hold of God. You can't tell me that there's not somebody that God can anoint if they'll get hungry enough, that God will anoint, that he will pour his word through. Somebody like Chariot Gale, somebody like James Wilson there's got to be somebody that we can say it's not just a noise it's a sound from heaven it's a sound from heaven oh bring the noise it's going to drown out the noise of this world and they're going to ask what meanest this? Churches are going to ask, what meanest this? Cities are going to ask, what meanest this? And we're going to have to say, oh, you thought it was a noise, but it's a sound from heaven. You want to know what got me excited? Well, one of the other things that got me excited, that it wasn't a preacher that brought the sound. Peter hadn't even got to the balcony yet. Had enough of the balcony. Scared of heights. (laughs) I might need one of those canes by the time I'm done. (laughs) Peter hadn't even got up on the balcony yet. The noise came from a prayer meeting. Nobody read a scripture. (laughs) Nobody had played an instrument. No one had done. They They didn't even need this. As pretty as that is. They didn't have an iPad. No, it was you know what it was? It was obedience to the word of God. Nothing, it's simple. 
They were simply being obedient to this little scripture right here. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. One definition of that says to sit down and take up residence. I'll sit on it. It won't shake as much. They took it literal. They went 120 of them in the upper room. And they said, we're not going anywhere until we are clothed in power from on high. We're going to pray until we're clothed with power. That's what one of the definitions is. That's what one of the translations of that word is. Clothed with power from on high. They are going to be wrapped with power from on high. Is there anybody that's willing to look at this world and willing to look at your family and say, I'm going to sit down and take up residence and I'm not moving until there is a sound from on high. I'm going to pray until I have to pray. I'm going to fast until I have to fast. I'm going to worship until I have to worship. What are you doing, Brother Greg? I'm waiting on a sound. I'm waiting on a sound. I'm waiting on a sound. It's coming for my family. I'm not giving up. It's coming for Bethel. It's coming for Arnold. I am not letting go. So what are you saying, Brother Greg? I'm saying that each and every one of you has the power to bring the noise. It didn't take Peter. You can bring the noise. Brother Darren, he had the audacity to tell me as I was coming up to preach like I did last week. And I said, do you just want me to pass out? I'm trying my best to pass out. <laughs> Brother Pennington, you have the power to bring the noise. You want to know what the noise is? Brother Amel, can I borrow you? Brother Amel had a testimony. His daughter. We prayed for her on Wednesday night. Would you give that testimony? Yes, my granddaughter had a problem, and uh, when she went to the doctor, the doctor said, ooh, we got to get you in for emergency surgery right away. What I'm looking at is cancer, and it's a fast cancer, and we need to get you in immediately. So we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and the doctor came out after the surgery and said, we got it all, everything looks good, but... The tumor looks like many tumors I've removed, and it's, it's going to be cancer. I just want to told you that be prepared. So they got the results a day later, and the doctor came back, and he said, I don't know what happened, but you are completely 100% cancer-free. There was no cancer in this tumor at all. Thank you, Jesus. 
Can I tell you, not one preacher, as far as I know, went and laid hands. All we did was just pray on a Wednesday night. We prayed throughout the week. What is that? That's, that's a sound from heaven. That's a sound from heaven. I remember a Sunday morning when Brother Pennington stood up and testified of the goodness and the protection of Sister Pennington. And we have Sister Pennington standing here smiling this morning, letting us know that's a sound. That's a sound. That's a sound. Brother Trammell told us there's no damage to his heart. He's had everything happen, but it's a sound. It's a sound. You want to know what's going to happen when somebody says what's going on? You let them know it's a sound. It's a sound. It's a sound. It's a sound. Would you stand all across this house and begin to magnify? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Magnify the name of the Lord. Come on. Brother Trammell's already asked you, have you been healed? Have you been touched? I hear a sound. Oh, I hear a sound. I hear a sound. I hear a sound. I hear a sound. I'm not moving until this here, until this city hears a sound. Say, but Brother Greg, I'm, I'm not qualified. You want to know who gave the message when someone asked, What meanest thou this? The liar, the denier. And you'll just have to excuse my English, but I went to school in Louisiana. The ear cutter offerer. I wanted, I wanted it all to, to rhyme. The next word is the doubter. The one that Jesus stopped and said, Satan, get thee behind me. That's the one that stepped up on that balcony and said, whoa. Whoa. Let me tell you what all of this noise is. See, the devil meant it for evil. But I have a paraphrased version of the scripture that says what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Because my God said, I'm going to make it be for good. So all that noise, devil, all it's going to do is show how powerful I am. All it's going to do is show how good I am. All it's going to show is that all of your noise is nothing compared to the sound of heaven that I am about to unleash on this earth. Because Peter stood up and among the eleven... And he says, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. Visions. 
your old men shall dream dreams. He said, I'm not leaving anybody out. The sound is going to fall on everybody and on my servants and on my handmaidens. I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Can I tell you to get ready because God wants to use you. Get so loud that hell hears you. Get so bold that hell hears you. Because you have the God of all creation on your side. The devil will want to stop you, but somewhere I have a scripture that says, Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. They may come against it, but they will not prevail. Brother Justin has a picture for me. This is in Kansas City. September 29th, 2014, the Chiefs were playing the Patriots. The sound decibel reached 142.2, a Guinness World Record. To put that into context, the noise decibel on an aircraft carrier with jet engines roaring is 140. The chief stadium was louder than an aircraft carrier. I wasn't there, but they said that you could hear the stadium for miles. Where I did live, when they would let off the fireworks, we could hear the fireworks. But 142.2. And when they put that up, then the next picture, Brother Justin. And when this one came up, they said the place went insane. Because their record had been taken away. And they said, you know what? We're going to destroy it. Arrowhead Stadium is supposedly the loudest stadium in the world. They use it as a weapon. When the Chiefs have the ball, they say you can hear almost anything because their team has the ball. But when the opposing team has the ball, the noise is insane so that the quarterback can't he can't communicate with his with his linemen he, he can't he can't let them know you're going to do this you're going to do that so they have to use hand gestures they have to do all of these things they use it how did those get down there I must have really they use it as part of their offense. 
And when I saw this, I was just looking for noise. And this popped up. I haven't really been following the NFL, but this popped up as I was searching for noise in my pictures. And I said, you know what? If there's ever been a time to get excited about football, it's right now. Because the home team, when they have the ball, they get so excited, but they hold it in. But when the opposing team, the fans that are around them, they go, they go so loud that the team that is fighting against them can't even communicate. And there's disarray. There's, there's communication errors. And in this game itself, the Chiefs won 40, 41 to 14. It was one of the biggest blowouts that they had against the Patriots. And as I read that, I couldn't help but think of the scripture that said, seeing that we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And something in my spirit said, we have the ball right now. And they're just waiting on the next time the enemy tries to come against us. And when the enemy starts to come in like a flood and the spirit begins to raise up a standard, oh, I can hear the roar of all of heaven saying, you can make it. I hear a noise. I hear a noise from another world that's saying there's power in your court. You can make it. I hear a power from on high that's why I'm saying bring the noise bring the noise let all of Arnold hear there's a noise coming there's a noise so this morning this is what I want to do if there are any sick among you I want you to come around this front God is going to move in this house this morning. We are going to hear a sound that is going to echo. It is going to echo beyond these walls. And your neighbor is going to say, what meanest this? If there's anyone that has any brokenness or if you know someone in your family that has brokenness would you come and stand in their place God is going to take care of that situation too we're not going to leave anything out what, is, what are you doing oh I hear a sound Oh, I hear a sound. I hear a sound. Do you have a family member that's lost? I hear a sound. Come stand around this front. We're going to speak the word. 
and then we're going to come through and we're going to pray God is going to do the work with signs following there is a sound in this house there is a <laughs> there is a sound in this house do you, do you need direction there is a sound in this house do you need clarity there is a sound in this house do you need strength there is a sound in this house do you need peace there is a sound in this house what are you doing brother Greg I'm putting hell on notice that there is noise that's coming for him because there's a sound in this house by the authority under in the name of Jesus God I come according to your word I speak it I speak healing virtue to flow dominion and authority to flow in this house. I speak direction and clarity. God, I send both your very angels to draw them home. Let your power move. God, we receive your touch. We receive your power. We receive your word. We receive the We've seen cancer disappear. We've seen broken bodies healed. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We've seen real life resurrection. We've seen mental health restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We've seen families reunited. We've seen prodigal.
have to live.